Do ghosts have death days instead of birthdays? Is the Earth a UFO and we're the alien greys aboard it? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Heyo! Welcome back to This Paranormal Life, the podcast where every week we discuss a different paranormal tale, case, claim or beast and get to the bottom of whether it's verifiably paranormal or not. As always, you're joined by the uh, top-ranked paranormal investigators in the country, nay, nation. That's right. My name's Kit Grimalvena. This guy's Rory Powers. Captain Rory Powers. Okay. Aboard the USS Earth. You're right. This is a ship, and we are the greys, and we are the captains leading us straight into the blackest hole we can find. We don't need space charts or sea charts where we're going. We just beeline for the darkest, heaviest thing in the galaxy. That's right. Because I've heard there's something called spaghettification that happens, and it's dinner time. We've talked about <laughs> I'm borderline starving. I'm borderline Alfredo sauce at this point. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to dilly-dally at the top of the episode, not even about spaghettification. Uh, we have... Today, Rory, a very overdue case, I would say. We've been doing this thing for hundreds of episodes at this point, and yet we haven't talked about one of the most famous paranormal cases or phenomenons in the world. Our story begins surprisingly recently in August 1995 in Puerto Rico. 1995? Wow, that's recent. That was, you know, this is like, that's like the same year as uh, like Nirvana, probably. I think they were around that time. Were they? Yeah. Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon was surprisingly early. Was it? Yeah. I was four when all this happened. Yeah. Jesus. I know. Well, in August in Puerto Rico, 1995, one morning, farmer or shepherd, take your pick, doesn't doesn't really matter, uh, woke up bright and early, as usual, to tend to their animals. Probably a farmer then, right? E- either, honestly. Well, you said pick one and this guy's waking up to tend to his animals. I mean, a shepherd also does it, hence the, the pick one. I mean, I, you have uh, picked, so. <laughs> All right, well, let's just That's, say farmer from now on. Okay, farmer or shepherd, but just. I picked farmer. As he walked across the fields why, just, of why sheep. Give, just why give they, me the option if you were, if you're going to be that annoyed when I said that I wanted it to be a farmer. I'm not a, a annoyed. I just, you were, you were, it, I we, just, we I just thought I could show. put a little choose your own adventure flair into this thing. But when I chose it, you got mad at me? That's well, not there's how the, a right answer and a wrong answer, of course. That's not how choose your own adventure works. It's because like a it's, test. Because it's, it's like choose, an auto, audio it, test. So it's not a choose your own adventure then, is it, bud? It's a test listen just let me get on with it okay sorry so what, they, what does the farmer do the farmer walks across the, the their fields and and they saw something was deeply wrong several sheep were laying on the ground not moving as the other animals cleared away it was clear that eight sheep were dead of course weather or illness could always threaten farm animals lives but eight in one night The farmer or shepherd, either, honestly, kneeled down for clues, but was immediately shocked at what they saw. They were all bone dry. Gee, what? Their blood had been completely drained, as if they had died weeks ago and just baked in the sun ever since. Except, these were new bodies. As they leaned in closer, they were shocked to see that on the chest of each animal there were three distinct puncture wounds the calling card of whoever or whatever did this wow uh so you know injecting a little bit of fun kind of choose your own adventure uh flair into this if you were the the farmer or shepherd in this case uh what are you doing next after you find that your your sheep are have been attacked or do i have do i have any you said it's a choose your own adventure is there there like is it like a multiple choice thing so do you okay forget it all happened just think it's some freaky nightmare go back to bed take a nap see if this all blows over and okay. some new sheep just take the place of the old ones or do you report it to the authorities i might take the nap actually oh yeah yeah because it's like it's been a stressful day sheep got taken have a little nap hopefully interesting the will... interesting wrong however how is it you're just gonna you're just gonna leave them lying there this it's isn't not a even... ch- this isn't a choose your own adventure it's very much a choose your own adventure i gave you the choice but you know you picked a sh- it's like life you like like your life you picked a bunch of bad options <laughs> along the way well 
If it was, but but we're not going along with my adventure. I'm choosing the adventure. Right. Well, we did, but it didn't go very well. So I guess we'll have to do the other one. Not. What is the other one? Call the authorities. <laughs> I'm not sure this is a choose your own adventure. I feel like we're and very much on one track that you want us to go down. So I think it's probably better if we just take out the rest of your choose the rest of your adventure, and we just continue. There's on only with the a sheet. couple other options. Okay. Honestly, it's not. You're in control of the whole story. I don't, I don't feel like it, bud. I don't feel like I am. I wanted to go back to bed and count sheep till I fell asleep. Now I'm calling the authorities. So you call the authorities. Unfortunately, they're not much help. They pretty much took one look at these husks of sheep with three giant fang marks and said, looks like a fox if you ask me. <laughs> which, <laughs> which... That's the- I do. I mean, the best voice we've ever given someone on this whole podcast. Which I appreciate if they feel, if the police feel that they have. I'm going to give him a name. His name is Sergeant Barnable Crisps. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the kind of name a guy who talks like that is. Looks like, looks like a fox to me. You know, Barnable Crisps, his dad, like, <laughs> ran the force for 50 years. Yeah. Barnable flunked out of every school imaginable, but through the old man was able to get a, a cushy uh, pen-pushing police job. Exactly. And as soon as his old man kicked the bucket, he was brought in as police chief of the city. First, <laughs> first new law, outlaw cops. <laughs> You know, I appreciate if the police feel that they have maybe more pressing cases on their hands, but this does, on some level, feel like lazy policing, especially when the same thing happened again. On another night, just a few days later, another farmer woke to a terrible scene. Animals of every kind strewn across his yard, all of their blood removed and only a single strange hole in their body as evidence of what happened. So a a single strange hole this time. Yeah, yeah. So before we were dealing with dead sheep and three strange puncture marks. Three puncture marks. Now we're talking about any animal of any kind. Yeah. You know, freaking badgers, foxes, squirrels, mice. Maybe because I guess the first guy, I guess he was a shepherd because he only actually had sheep. So Farmers can only have sheep as well. As others in the town heard about what happened to these animals, word started spreading, and people weren't taking what Constable Barnable Crisp said on face value, and it didn't take long for someone to connect what was happening with a different paranormal phenomenon. Fox 4 News at 5. And first on Fox here at 5.30, a bizarre animal mutilation case near Kansas City International. A rancher found one of his cattle dead, reproductive organs removed, and no signs pointing to a suspect. And welcome back, everyone. There is a Missouri rancher that's getting tired of making some disturbing discoveries on her land. Well, cattle found dead and the manner of their deaths are a real mystery. Zach Tecklenburg, so story you will County. only see here on News 5. Just a gruesome discovery for a family in Pueblo. Their beloved horse found mutilated this morning. This happened near 36th Lane and Harbor Street out in the county. In a number of locations around the USA, farm animals, particularly cows, were being discovered horribly mutilated, with seemingly no possible natural cause. It was reported all over the world and widely referred to as cattle mutilation. We've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. Very interesting uh, phenomenon, kind of largely unsolved, and of course like we said before, depicted in one of our all-time favorite video games, Majora's Mask. Yeah. The UFOs that come to Lawn Lawn Ranch or whatever and try and take away the cars. The weird thing about cattle mutilation and any kind of weird paranormal uh, animal mutilation is there's always so many different uh, variants of it. Like some Mm. cases you'll hear about like this one, a a puncture wound and all the blood is gone. Sometimes uh, all the skin is gone off the animal. Other times they're just abducted. They just go up into the clouds and disappear. I mean, there's so many different uh, versions of this that um, you obviously end up with a lot of different conclusions. Absolutely. So I'm interested to see where we where we are kind of honing in on today. Because many of the cattle uh, in these incidents in America were also drained of their blood, 
it definitely had some similarities to what we're seeing in Puerto Rico. However, some argued that the three puncture holes on the sheep in Puerto Rico meant that they were dealing with a different beast altogether. Fast forward a few months to the town of Canovanas, Puerto Rico, and things have only gotten worse. Reports say that up to 150 animals in the area have been affected by this bizarre phenomenon. Jesus. All with puncture wounds and their blood drained. As the locals talked to each other about what they'd seen and heard, the panic reached a fever pitch. And while one local DJ was discussing the problem on air, he came up with a name to describe it. The Chupacabra. Whoa. Which literally means goat sucker. Is that... Is that, is that like the actual origin of the Chupacabra? Yeah. A DJ came up with it on there? <laughs> DJ. He was just in between spinning house classics. And he was like, he dropped that. yo, some weird shit going on out in the countryside here, folks. Looks like this thing is sucking goats dry. Goats dry, goats dry. <laughs> wow, I'm getting real thirsty over here, too. I could honestly go for a McDonald's breakfast shake. That's right, folks. This morning's show is brought to you by McDonald's. Pretty f***ed up, though. What's <laughs> happening down there in Puerto Rico? But McDonald's, don't need three holes to suck it down. Wow, that chupacabra is uh, sucking on those goats like a McDonald's smoothie. Or like, a McD- <laughs> like a McDonald's milkshake. Damn, those things are thick. Talking about fine motherfucking beef. The, the new Big Mac and Mickey D's. <laughs> this is so inappropriate. Yeah. It's like hundreds of farmers have lost their livelihood overnight. Better get down and get some savor menu nuggets then. <laughs> Cock-a-doodle-doo. Get a free McFlurry for every animal that has been killed on your property. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I've just dropped a bombshell. The Chupacabra. Yeah, that's we've ne- insane. We've never covered him before. This is one of the most famous cryptids, mostly local to the Americas, but known all over the world. And I didn't realize such a recent case. It's funny that his 90s. name came from uh, Goat Sucker. Yeah. Even though he, he seems to be fond of, well, primarily sheep. Yeah. Also, if it is a, a cryptid that's doing this, wow, three three fangs? That's quite an interesting... You don't see that a lot in a lot of creatures. You know, creatures that have prominent... Like mandibles or uh, canines? Can- canines, yeah. Right. It's usually a set of four. I, I don't know how necessarily that... that genetic get-up works yeah one big tooth at the bottom <laughs> or maybe one sharp one up top yeah vampires are kind of famous for two or <laughs> or potentially four because vampires are also known for being quite sexy right. and i think if they if vampires just had one really sharp buck tooth <laughs> and two tiny <laughs> little teeth at the bottom that kind of like sexual allure, allure is gone a little bit yeah they they don't smile with their teeth they no. mostly just basically just smolder with their mouths closed yeah you know and they get those cu- those cute little fangs kind of poking out the side being like i want to suck your blood yeah but yeah if they looked like one of the rug rats just a single tooth <laughs> in the middle that did all the damage yeah lord chucky the chupacabra is the name that stuck the name that locals would come to fear and that would garner media attention around the world. And as this murderous bastard's rampage seems to be only getting worse, locals are of course wondering, what's next? Is this thing gonna come for me or my family? What even is this thing? Of course, all this time, skeptics brushed off the idea of a real chupacabra, some kind of bloodthirsty cryptid, instead claiming All of the events can be explained by other animals or foul play by humans. Three fanged animals? They're not going to find many of those. But the skeptics were silenced soon afterwards when people... (laughs) By three shutter-piercing bites. (laughs) (laughs) They were silenced soon afterwards when people finally reported catching the beast in the act on the day. Not like... As in catching him mid-bite, not like literally with a net catching him. Not with a net. Right. No, not literally. I guess what I mean is they glanced him from 50 meters away. One Madeline Tolentino claimed to see the creature through the window of her house one evening. In a 1996 interview, she said, Its black eyes were damp and protruding, running up to its temples and spreading to the sides, like typical alien eyes. Its height was about four feet, more or less, 
At the time, it was walking like a human on both legs. Its arms were drawn back in an attack motion, as though it were a TV monster. She also said it had three long skinny fingers, long arms, and that its hair was rather short and close to its body. Rather well combed, in fact. I get most of that. I don't really know what its arms drawn back in an attack motion means. No. Other than like a Naruto run. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Unless like... Arms drawn back in an attack motion? I guess sometimes you like... Your arm... If you're going to swing for someone, you might, you know, draw back. Yeah, but I don't think he was standing in the garden with his fist raised. (laughs) That seems a bit strange. It also sounds like she kind of has the hots for him. She's talking about how immaculately groomed his fur is. (laughs) His eyes are so damp and protruding. (laughs) That's a pretty... You know what? That's a very... uh, That four-foot sexy beast. (laughs) That's a pretty good description. I would say, in terms of as far as we get with cryptids, because a lot of the time it's just, I saw a dark shadow, kind of eyes glowing in the darkness. It was six foot, seven foot, whatever. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of detail in this. Yeah. I guess she felt a little safe behind the window, so she maybe got a good look at it. Tolentino's description pretty much became the definitive description of what a chupacabra was from then on, influencing countless artist interpretations, of which... I will show you one, Rory, to get a feel for the bastard. Okay. Feast your eyes. Whoa, this is not what I thought at all. First off, because I don't really know a lot about the Chupacabra, I always assumed he was uh, a, a pretty hefty, big thing. Mm. Like thinking like really a hunched over kind of monster. We're talking like six, seven foot. Okay, kind of like a bear or Sasquatch type size. Yeah, so for reference, folks... This dude is small. This guy is, is yeah, probably around four, maybe pushing five foot with heels. He, he is essentially a little alien with kind of like Godzilla-style spikes down his back um, and little hunched-over claws with um, with dinosaur legs, like uh, velociraptor legs. Yeah, it's, it's you know what? I've never seen anything really like that, which is good uh, sure. in terms of how original this cryptid is, except for... She just saw like a, a actual alien gray, which I don't know. Maybe we'll come. Maybe we'll get into later on. Did he have a ray gun? Did he not have a ray gun? We'll, we'll, we'll find out as this choose your own adventure continues. Thanks for calling it what it is, Rory. I, I actually kind of appreciate that. That was sarcasm, bud. Whenever we get artist interpretations or indeed witness descriptions, there's ones that are good and ones that are bad. And on the bad end, we get like a picture of E.T. And it's like, okay, this is a very famous widely recognized rendition of an alien yeah uh kind of difficult to claim that's an original description whereas this is a little more on the on the good side because like you say we've not really seen anything like it before it's a little bit alien like a little bit alien gray like but it's also got some kind of reptilian dinosaur qualities to it too yeah she also um neglected to mention in some of these sketches that uh the chupacabra is is dummy thick there's a lot going on down there (laughs) <laughs> he's kind of pear-shaped for sure i know kind of, he's got a real he's got some healthy curves yeah skipping skipping um chest day for sure but really focusing on thigh and eye day <laughs> of course this sighting was just the start within months as many as 30 sightings had been reported in the same area describing the chupacabra swooping down from the sky, leaping over rooftops. Whoa. One homeowner in the nearby city of Caguas even reportedly had a close encounter. The creature allegedly broke into the bedroom of the house through a window, tore apart a child's stuffed teddy bear, and left a puddle of slime and a single piece of rancid meat on the windowsill before disappearing into the night. Oh, no. This resident described it as having huge red eyes and hairy arms okay that that sort of matches it does because it's important that what we hear from tolentino we don't take on face value this at least partially validates the description we've heard so far the giant eyes the michael jordan level hops required to jump through a second story bedroom window for sure so that's kind of interesting that people are seeing it leap across the sky but the chupacabra epidemic didn't stop there 
Once he arrived, he was crossing international borders like crazy, collecting passport stamps like Pokemon cards. There were suspected Chupacabra sightings and incidents in a bunch of countries, like the Dominican Republic, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, Brazil, the United States, and Mexico. So basically, (laughs) basically South America and the United States, granted. Uh, but we just described he can jump for goddamn miles. Yeah. So he's not worried about no Trump wall. Yeah. He's just. If he wants that sheep. He's going to get it <laughs> by the sounds of it. And he's sampling all the different delicacies. I mean, granted, Argentina, famous for its beef, but I don't know about the others. Uh, and even in recent years, uh, he's apparently been spotted as far away as Russia and India. Wow. By the end of 1995 alone, the chupacabra had been blamed thousands of times for animal deaths across Southern America, had been described as having glowing eyes, gray skin, a snake-like tongue, fangs, wings, that they hop like kangaroos, and apparently smell of sulfur. I mean, people are kind of throwing the kitchen sink at describing the chupacabra. Yeah, it's getting a little messy. (laughs) To say the least. And of course... I hear what all of y'all are screaming uh, into your iPods. After all these hundreds of sightings, they beg one question. Where is the hard evidence? Yeah. The Chupacabra was only first spotted in 1995, so it's recent enough that we should have photos and video evidence. First off, that is crazy that he's only been sighted since 1995. This is kind of rare for a beast to come out of nowhere, seemingly. And to be so famous as well. I assumed Mm. he was like, maybe... 40s, 50s, 60s, something like that? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, he's got a good PR agent, I feel like. He does. Everyone's heard of this guy. He's like Coney 2012. (laughs) Famous for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. (laughs) It's like five years later, the Chupacabra's seen jacking off on (laughs) on a freeway, (laughs) getting tasered by the LAPD. The fame went to his goddamn head like sad he doesn't even like sheep anymore just likes cocaine yeah well rory i don't just have photo evidence i don't just have video evidence i have a dead chupacabra on a damn operating table under the knife what here bring out specimen five where did these men come from specimen five as if you have four others Failed that we haven't talked about can we start with one you're not ready for one i pull it out anyway it's me <gasps> <laughs> what you've seen too much okay i don't personally have uh, the chupacabra on an operating table but i'm gonna show you a video of um someone who has a chupacabra specimen okay On her ranch in a small Texas town, Dr. Phyllis Canyon wakes up to find a brood of her chickens have been mutilated and drained of their blood. It is unclear who or what is behind the attacks. Why would the prey be destroyed in such an unconventional way? What was the most unusual is that each time we found a chicken dead, it was opened up anywhere in this throat area, uh, and it appeared that all the blood was out of it. I actually lost 28. All of them killed over months in the exact same fashion. I just did not know what it was. I had no clue. This is real, guys. From her years as a rancher and hunter, she knows this was not the work of a common Texas predator. I really want to take her seriously, but she looks so much like the villain from Blade Runner. (laughs) I want to see it. I don't want to shoot it. We just really want to find out what it is. Five miles away, Deputy Sheriff Brandon Rydell and his partner are on a routine patrol near the ranch lands. We come down here and we turn a corner, and uh, as soon as we turn this corner looking for the down fence, we see something over here uh, just standing in the middle of the road and just didn't know what it was. The, the lady that I was training, she uh, just goes, oh my God, what is that? What is that? What is that? Oh, man. We're just sitting there watching it just run, run, run. And it was just a strange thing. He looks up and looks back at us. The creature had an unusually long muzzle, long protruding canine teeth, and bright blue eyes. Okay. It's starting to come up this hill here, and then just takes off, and then came back up, and it ran up the road. 
was just strange. It was just weird looking. And Rory, crucially, the specimen that you just saw in that video, they captured. Okay. I'm going to show you some photos, some close-ups, as close as you want to get with this specimen. Okay. Specimen is an interesting word to choose. With this chupacabra. Right. You You can just leaf through these photos right here. Okay. So just to be clear, we're talking about the collection of dog pictures you just handed me. What the f*** are you talking about? <laughs> I got I got so excited, guys, when it swapped to... Because they were talking about seeing the creature. Yeah. You've heard all those stories before. Then the video swapped to actual dash cam footage. Yeah. Of, Body cam footage of them when the they, when they found the, the creature on the road. I mean, I don't really know what this is, but it looks a lot like a dog or a wolf or a cat. I mean, or like a wolf dog cat all had like a, a threesome and, and made whatever this is in the, it, I mean, sure. If you want to be a caveman about it, I guess it all, it has a couple legs, a couple arms. Sure. Sure. And like a dog's snout and like dog. Teeth. Sure. It has a nose and teeth <laughs> granted. What? Well, have they taxidermied this thing? Cause in this picture, it's pretty, it's pretty angry. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, uh, how do you explain those white walker eyes? Wait, is this thing alive or is it dead? I think it's dead. Okay. Is this real? <laughs> yeah, it does have white walker eyes. <laughs> this is weird. Oh, I wish you didn't show me this. So th- so the pictures I'm seeing here, the the close-ups, um the 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 detailed ones, is this the same thing that they is that's what's what was on the da- the dash cam? To be fair, I don't think this is necessarily the exact same uh creature okay but i think they're believed to be the same thing right okay because some of these pictures are pretty crazy looking and some of them aren't (laughs) and i find it hard to believe that it's a it's the pictures of the same thing that's all i'll say okay i mean that's like a that's a more than fair critique um it's wrong but you know it's a fair critique again i guess not a choose your own it's not even having own your your own opinion sort of show it sounds i mean if you just had opinions about everything like the story wouldn't go anywhere because you wouldn't pick the right path okay i'm sensing that you're not entirely convinced by what i just showed you it may not have been the most reliable news source but don't worry cnn can do you one better Even better than a dead chupacabra, they reported on the live capture of a live chupacabra in Texas. Oh my gosh. To be fair, you are bringing out the big guns in terms of evidence in this case. Deep in the backwoods of South Texas, you never know what might be lurking around the corner or in your tree. And he saw this strange animal sitting up here eating corn. In Ratcliffe, a small town in (laughs) DeWitt County, residents are certain they found the mythical, despicable chupacabra. And this time, it's alive. Jackie Stock says her husband caught the creature Sunday night. He called me to come and look, and I said, Bubba, that looks like a baby chupacabra. With its hairless back, large claws, countless teeth, and ferocious growl, many would say this animal fits the bill. You know, 20 years with dogs and all that, and I ain't never seen nothing look like that right there. That man's name is Bubba Stock, by the way. Is it growl? Coon don't make that noise, or a possum. What makes that noise? I guess chupacabra does. I don't know. <laughs> Here in DeWitt County, most people are convinced this is the elusive chupacabra. But what do wildlife experts have to say? The animal in the cage, as best I can tell from the view, was some form of a small canine. Brent Ortigo, a biologist with Texas Parks and Wildlife, okay, says a canine here. can include a coyote, dog, or even a fox. He says the animal most likely has mange, which has caused it to lose its hair. Shit. You can't pause it. Well, kid is actively trying, trying to pause the video, or, but it's Siri, turn off. A unique species. It was always Siri. Out there. You, you know, you could just tr- lower the volume or lock Jesus. it. Jesus. You don't have to use This Siri. thing is trying to derail the whole <laughs> Christ. This thing's right trying to choose its own adventure. <laughs> what does the iPad get to choose? There we go. Dots. <laughs> they talked a lot about how ruthless and horrible uh, the creature was. Yes. That was like the cutest chupacabra I've ever seen. Well, it was a chupacabra baby, I think they said. Okay. 
Yeah, that was well. That was what I think Bubba Stark said. Yeah, uh, <laughs> although he he his logic was also does a possum make that sound? I don't know. I guess a chupacabra makes that sound, <laughs> which is terrible logic based on almost nothing. It's kind of it's kind of a stretch to find something that's way smaller than a chupacabra could be and has been described to be. So you explain it by calling it a baby chupacabra right like that's that's not how that kind that's not how that works really yeah that's like finding a monkey and calling it a baby bigfoot yeah you know i saw baby bigfoot yeah it doesn't it doesn't really work because the monkey is not telepathic no Uh, i don't know from because that looked a bit like a possum i don't have a lot of experience with possums but it did look a bit like a Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... This thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Opossum. I will concede that it did not look as cool as I wanted it to look. Whenever I searched Chupacabra evidence and saw CNN pop up, you were like, I've hit the mother load. Sure, I didn't watch the video. I just just knew it would be the silver (laughs) bullet. I copy-pasted the link into my notes, and I thought we'd be uh, wrapping up with a couple yeses at this point. But uh, that thing was small, and it was pathetic, and it was quite cute. I like the idea of you watching that video when you're like, I got this double yes in the back. And it's like, we're here with the founder, <laughs> Bubba Stock. Ah, f- Why well, couldn't it have been an Albert Einstein looking asshole? Okay, well, that's just uh, one piece of evidence in the whole puzzle here. There's kind of no end to how many paranormal explanations we have here for the Chupacabra's existence. The beast itself has been argued to be an alien, a demon, some kind of ancient beast from dinosaur times, frozen through time, and even a government experiment gone wrong of some kind. Do any of those make sense to you based on how the chupacabra has been described? Maybe a, maybe alien in some cases? Because he kind of, the original description and pictures kind of looks like a little gray. It does. Ancient dinosaur beast frozen through time? Yeah. Folks, this thing is the size of a shoebox. Okay, well, I, let's it's not re- gonna... I honestly regret showing you the video at this if point. It, if a motherfucking T-Rex isn't going to make it this far, <laughs> this rabied up possum isn't going to last two goddamn seconds. Yeah, well, uh, T-Rex... Didn't make it this far, did it? And turns out little weasels that evolved into humans made it pretty far. 
That's the kind of weasel that would have taken its own life before the meteorite hit. That's how weaselly this little thing was. It saw the meteorite coming. <laughs> and like, it, no, I'm going out on my own terms. jumped off the nearest goddamn cliff. Yeah, I think Alien is probably the most reasonable, right? I mean, I, I don't think we actually have any logic to go ahead and say this is a demon. Doesn't seem to be any kind of biblical wrath. It's no. not, you know, smiting heathens or anything. Or at least like killing sheep that are, I don't know, banging sheep that aren't <laughs> married yet. What's a sin? I don't remember what a sin is. I don't think that is. <laughs> sheep banging <laughs> single sheep? What's what's one sin? Murder? Yeah. Right. I knew that one. I mean, just think of anything <laughs> illegal. Those are mostly sins. Vaping? <laughs> Is that a sin? I think I think vaping uh, flavored vape juice is a sin, but uh, original flavor is fine. Is fine. So they only killed the or sheep s- smoking bubblegum vape. <laughs> the CBD vaping sheep went down hard. I think in terms of paranormal explanations, it's got to be alien. Um, I think even government experiment um, might be stretching things, although it could explain the fact it's come out of nowhere in historical terms. But I don't know what sort of experiment would have been approved that would result in this. Because I guess there's two ways to look at it. It's like, one is the government experiment was, hey, we want to make a little rat that can hold a gun. (laughs) And they they inject it with some super soldier serum and the chupacabra was born. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. The other way is, hey, we want to make a machine that lets us travel through time. And they build this glass chamber and they push a button and there's a big explosion of smoke and there's a little rat in there. And that's how the Jubacabra was born. It could have been an experiment that literally had nothing to do with trying to create the Jubacabra. It could be an interdimensional demon of some kind. Yeah, we don't know. I would like you to move away from calling it a small rat, though. (laughs) Of course, yeah. Honor Bubba Stock's capture and stop calling it a small rat. It was held in a in a cat cage though yeah and it had a lot of room (laughs) (laughs) it was a kitten it was absolutely a kitten i didn't want to say it but i heard it meow it's vicious roar a meow but for those of you who aren't fully convinced by what you've heard so far you might be interested in hearing some more scientific explanations for the chupacabra phenomenon one theory and it's honestly nuts i don't even know why i'm bringing it up but we might as well get it out of the way but a lot of people think the the chupacabra is a coyote. Okay. Like a lot of people. See, this is where I feel like maybe we're not the best people for this case because a lot of the creatures that look alarmingly like uh, the description of the chupacabra, we just don't have over here. Yes. We don't really have coyotes. We don't really have possums. Um, we, we only have like freaking we only have like posh London foxes, which are basically like country cats. Yeah. Like they are so polite and nice um, that, yeah, we, we don't really have any like horrible feral creatures like uh, coyotes or anything like that. It is true. Apparently coyotes commonly get a type of skin infection that makes them go mangy. They can kind of lose their hair that way and can be driven to extreme behavior where they have been known to even attack farm animals for food. In support of this argument, they also have two large canine teeth, which could explain some puncture marks. However, it does raise the question, why wouldn't they eat the animal and where is the blood gone? Uh, One other idea that's pretty short and snappy is that apparently on Puerto Rico at one time there was, quote, a series of blood experiments done on rhesus monkeys uh, and that the chupacabra could could have been uh, an escaped troop of experimental monkeys. (laughs) What's a blood experiment? (laughs) I wish I knew for the love of God. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds like the kind of thing that would lead to the chupacabra. Yeah, oh yeah, that or zombies. Those are the only two options. Uh, So we'll we'll just gloss over that one. You can imagine a a scientist who was working on the blood operations, you know, handing in the reports at the end of the year and being like, all right, so tell us a little bit about the operation. It's like, well, I'll be honest with you. A lot of the monkeys got away. (laughs) Day one. First injection and those bastards broke free. It was like, all right, well, was it at least a success? Well, they don't like bananas anymore. That's the that's the short answer. 
<laughs> not enough blood for them. Not nearly enough blood. We tried dipping the bananas in blood. Didn't they cut didn't it. Work. They They saw right through us. By the way, that blood we injected, like <laughs> monkey steroids. <laughs> they became jacked almost immediately. I'm starting to think we shouldn't have picked the healthiest, most jacked monkeys for the experiment in the first place. But, he- but hear me out. I know that was a bit of a mess, but... We've already uh, taken steps to uh, ensure that the the contaminated escapees will be dealt with. Oh, fantastic. That's why we need funding for um, mm-hmm. our next round of blood experiments. Oh. Yep. <laughs> what, what are you injecting the blood into this time? Long story short, we need your healthiest tigers. Ah. Your fittest, most jacked tigers. Uh, and what do you think the blood experiments will do to the tiger well you see we actually brought one in with us here mm-hmm. here he is oh wow yeah he's a feisty he looks one. pretty angry already is, I, is he the alpha of the pack or the he's or actually the beta of the pack? he's actually the baby oh <laughs> yeah we get him young pretty jacked, it's easier actually. that way. it's easier that way and uh, we'll just give you a little example by injecting him with the fluid <clears throat> Jesus we think that um uh, as soon as it kicks in we'll be able to use him to hunt down the escaped monkeys is that tiger wearing knuckle dusters actually I think if you look a little closer he's gone the tiger's gone this brings us to stage three of our blood experiments <laughs> he starts injecting himself. <laughs> How many knives do you have? The only thing that can take on a blood tiger is a blood god. (laughs) I think the last of our sort of more reasonable scientific explanations for the chupacabra, um, I, I cannot neglect to mention. If you cast your mind back, you'll remember that the modern description, the definitive description of what a chupacabra looks like was first told by Madeline Tolentino. Mm-hmm. She saw the chupacabra through a kitchen window, described it to the press, and the rest was history. However, one Benjamin Radford wrote a book in 2011 called Tracking the Chupacabra. And through actually interviewing Madeline Tolentino, the creator of that first eyewitness account, he determined that Tolentino had actually based her description on the creature from the 1995 science fiction or horror film Species. Oh boy. So it's straight out of a film? He determined that uh, the creature in the movie called Sill is nearly identical to Tolentino's Chupacabra eyewitness account and that she admitted to seeing the movie before giving her report. Ugh. <laughs> the report was like my favorite part of the case. She... <laughs> She said, quote, The resemblance to the chupacabra was really impressive. <laughs> she also said that she, quote, believed that the creatures and events she saw in the species movie were happening in reality in Puerto She's Rico at the time. She's lost her goddamn mind. <laughs> by the sounds of it. Benjamin Radford uh, concluded that the most important chupacabra description has no basis in fact. And this undermines the credibility of the chupacabra as a real animal. It sounds like she doesn't even know when a movie's on and when she's living her life, which is not what you want from a credible witness in a paranormal case. And uh, this isn't like the best ever image, but from even just the promotional cover of the species film, you kind of get the picture. Yep, that's it. That's pretty much That's a chupacabra with a woman's head on it. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yet... There have still been hundreds of chupacabra sightings, despite what Tolentino is saying about how she described it. Tell that to the thousands of farmers who, who their animals have all their blood sucked out. Thousands of animals killed in the middle of the night with seemingly no explanation. Yeah. All around the world. Rory, with the evidence I've presented to you today, do you think the chupacabra is real or not? I mean, you keep on bringing up uh, just about how far and well-traveled this beast is. Mm. And I think, like in a lot of cases, this is actually a negative that we see. You know, if this was a creature that had been sighted in one area in one period of time, uh, similar to, I was going to say the Owl Man, but I'm pretty sure that guy time travels, so that's a bad yeah, example. And the Mothman. He was a Chernobyl, so that's a bad example. Wasn't one of them a pedo? A- <laughs> it might have been the moth. I think, I think he was, was a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was actually just a sexual predator combined with a nighttime predator. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but this this doesn't really work because 
you know, if this creature did exist, and we've kind of decided that the most logical explanation is that it is some sort of cryptid, it doesn't make sense for it to be traveling so sporadically all over the world. You know, government experiment go- gone wrong, possibly then it could it could travel so far. Demon, sure, I'm pretty sure they can fly and travel through walls like Casper. But a cryptid, you know, a cryptid, I, I just don't know. I feel like maybe there's a, uh, a lot of instances in the world where farm animals are killed by stray animals, by coyotes, by possums suffering from diseases like you mentioned and you know farmers and shepherds are pissed and they're looking for someone to blame a scapegoat a chupacabra a scapegoat sucker more <laughs> a scapegoat like. sucker and this is this is the obvious option the chupacabra and i think even though there's a lot of cases that we can't explain in this story there's a lot more that we can explain including the captured beast which I'm going to go ahead and say is pretty much a either a possum or a coyote. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not le- sure that's what you wanted to hear. I'm going to level with you. I can't defend this thing. Okay. It's a dog. Yeah. It's absolutely a dog. It, it, video, <laughs> I didn't want to say, the, but it looks a lot like a dog. The videos were of a dog. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you can look them up today. CNN, Huffington Post, the Chupacabra was a dog. It was in, like, in it was running situations. on all four legs I with mean, a dog tail. Whenever the police are chasing it down and then he's like he looked around that that doesn't even look like a regular dog it's like a sausage dog it's <laughs> yeah. tiny i think it had a bone in its mouth it was crazy this has been one of the most disappointing famous cryptids to investigate i couldn't believe that a case as big as the chupacabra had so little evidence to it whatsoever yeah weirdly everything you've told me has been disappointing as well <laughs> His name, which I thought meant something like Death Beast, yeah. means goat sucker. Yeah. He hasn't been around since the beginning of time. It was 1995. Yeah. He's not 10 foot tall. He's no. four foot nothing. At best. Yeah. So I, I've been disappointed. Not not with your case, because you presented it very well, might I add. I love a good choose your thank own you, adventure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, tr- I tried. But yeah, the, the details of the case have been pretty disappointing. And we've investigated a lot of disappointing cryptids. I investigated a hairy hand. Yeah. Just a sentient hand. That was pretty exciting by comparison. Yeah. I guess it's a double no this week. Unfortunately. Wow. Who would have thunk it? But we ticked off one of the big boys. Yeah. And there's only so many of those going around. I know. In that sense, it's a special day, guys, because you only get to do the Sasquatch, the Chupacabra, you know, the whatever, uh, every now and again. So, you know, big day. It was. Thank you to everyone who suggested it up to this point. Sorry it took us approximately two years to get around to it. But hey, if you listened uh, this long, then uh, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being patient. And you knew to expect that. If you think we are bullshitting you and you have seen the Chupacabra, if you're Tolentino herself and you want to prove to us that you do know the difference between waking life and the movies, email us at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to offer yourself up for possible blood experiments... Do let us know there is a series of monkeys and now a tiger on the loose that need to be brought to justice. Blood justice. Coming to a theater near you. If you are enjoying this paranormal life, if you enjoyed this episode and previous episodes, you know, one one cool way of helping us out here on the cast is by rating and reviewing on iTunes, folks. We don't run ads on the show. Uh, The only way that we can kind of support and grow the show is uh, through you guys. So... Please, if your friends are kind of bored and looking for that, you know, podcast recommendation, hit them up in the DMs and tell them to check out your old buddies of This Paranormal Life. Um, Like I say, leave us a review on iTunes. That really helps us to bump up the charts and reach um, new people in new countries. I will say, you know, last week's episode, granted, was a little dry, bone dry, pretty much. Even drier than the goddamn sheep of after the chupacabra's been at them and this week's episode as you said literally dry bone dry the blood sucked right out of it but does that mean it's not a good show sometimes sometimes it does the last two very poor but does that not mean that there's a oasis a waterfall on the horizon well you drop that five stars and let's find out buddy we're in this journey together it's very beautifully put it's a great way of helping us out so 
do consider it. If you can't get enough of this paranormal life, maybe you've exhausted the back catalog, maybe you've been with us since day one, did you know that over on patreon.com we do have the Oasis? It already exists. All right, plot twist, motherfuckers. Yeah. It already exists. You just need a Disneyland-style fast pass to get in there. From five bucks a month, you can get access to a treasure trove of bonus episodes, full-length This Paranormal Life episodes that are not available to the public. No! Only available to patrons. Do you want to find out if the set of The Wizard of Oz was cursed? Bonus episode. Do you want to find out why humans weren't allowed to drink the delicious red liquid at the bottom of the the sarcophaguses found in the desert? Bonus episode. Bonus episode. Uh, uh, uh... We need a third episode. Come on, third episode. Uh, I don't know. Third Th- episode. There, there's a lot. Any, anyone, just name one. Name one episode. Sure, it shouldn't be too hard to just name one just episode, go. should it? Um, uh, I think I think one time it rained meat from the sky. Hey, I think that was a bonus go. episode, wasn't it? Yeah, That's yeah. about as wet as it gets. Goddamn sirloins slapping you in the face. Check them all out. <laughs> oh no, they were cooked well. They're cooked bone dry, everyone. They're well done. Yeah, there's, there's you know, 20, 30 plus uh, episodes in the backlog for you to enjoy right now for the low price of shit all a month. And at the end of every episode, we like to take the time to shout out those who supported us on Patreon. And that's what we're going to do right now. Special thank you to Neff Maxwell Kavanagh. Neff Maxwell does not relax well. Oh, they are on buzzed wired all the time. Really? That even when, seem healthy. Even when they close their eyes at night, their brain is firing off on all cylinders. Holy shnikes. They they dream of being awake. That's how weird their dream I guess that's every that's dream, mostly, isn't it? Dreams, that's literally yeah. yeah, you can't dream of dreaming. It's beautiful actually. Yeah. Neff, actually I think we have something here. <laughs> Give me some of those pills that you're taking, Neff. <laughs> Thanks also to Jess Tapia. Jess Tapia, if you're coming to the commune, could you bring a photocopia? Because recently, there's been a lot of posters going up um, about a revolution because of the tax days that we've been having. Tax days, the lack of food, uh, the general low standard of living across the commune. We just think if we could get a photocopia and print out a couple of our own uh, posters, just of like smiley faces, like everything's fine, cats, yeah. Doll, puppies, you know, just slap them over some of these revolution posters. Just chill everyone out a little bit, which would be great. Um, so yeah, let it, let us know if you can bring that urgently. Thanks also to Jacob Braun. Jacob Braun gets a round ton. You know why? Why? He's a Lyft driver. Uh, um, that's disappointing. Yeah, he, he, he just travels a lot. We could always do with those skills in the commune, though, Jacob. Um, the commune's pretty small, but there is an opening for a kind of ride-sharing piggyback service. Yeah, in fact, if you're free now, we would really uh, much appreciate a lift from here to out of the commune before this revolution kicks off, buddy. <laughs> Hope you can carry two fat asses. <laughs> That's right, we've been eating a lot of food while there's been a goddamn famine inside the commune. Thanks also to Kathy Bjorley. Well, if it isn't Kitty Kathy, a beast more ferocious than the chupacabra itself. Really? Everyone's a sheep to this little beast. <laughs> no one is what? safe. I thought you said it was little kit, little kitty Kathy. Is that what you said? Little kitty Kathy. Yeah, yeah. that's how you. That's how it gets you. You're like, oh, look at this cute little kitty Kathy. Ah! It gets your neck. It sucks you dry. Hmm. You gone, buddy. Wow, that sounds pretty terrifying. Probably should have covered that. Would have been probably more evidence for the existence of Kathy on the on account of her having a Patreon account. Yeah, she's got. I mean, she's got a full on address, an avatar. Which is her holding a photo of today's newspaper. There's a lot of evidence to prove that this cryptid is real. We should have gone with it. <laughs> Reddit AMA style. She's holding a picture of her own name. Thanks also to John Connor. Well, if it isn't John the Conning Connor, uh, John, could you do us a favor? We have a few people here in the commune who could do with being conned out of their lives at this point. <laughs> lives these revolutionaries are going to take the whoa, whole whoa, goddamn whoa, thing down whoa whoa but i think the less we talk about the revolution the the better 
even if we get Connor involved. I think it's just putting a bit of a down. Happy faces, everyone. Happy Getting faces. Smiles. Don't worry. The more they hear about the glorious revolution, that's, they, they call it that, the more they hear about it, they're going to want to do it. So we should probably just shut the f up about it. Yeah, I think that's smart. Hey, John. Uh, hope you're having a good time. Yeah, hey. Just, just keep on smiling, uh, Connie, Connie, John Connor. All right. Thanks for the support. Thanks also to Tobias Jacobson. In all seriousness, though, Jacobson, we need you to buy us some time. <laughs> Block the goddamn doors. Use your body as a shield. Save your masters and our eggs. Things are going down. And there's only enough space on the buses out of here for, hey, a couple thousand eggs. Yeah, and us. Thank you to Jake Brown. You know how they have the Lady of the Lake who threw King Arthur his sword? Sure. Jake is the man of the puddle. Oh. It's the grim version. He doesn't throw a sword. I think he just kind of is... He, he pops out of the puddle and he, he cries a bit and tries to have a conversation with you, but you don't, you're, you're on your way to work and stuff. And that is a little sad. It's a whole thing. You kind of just mistake him for one of those, like, uh, charity chuggers. They're just like, hey, do you have a minute? Yeah, like, no, no, get, no, get out of here. It's like, I'm not a charity ch I'm a guy in the puddle. And he's kind of depressed again. So it's kind of oh. sad because even if you do talk to him, you're like, sweet, do I get like a sword or something? And he's like, oh, like an expired bus pass. If you want that, he kind of throws it soggy. He's just digging through his pocket. He's like, uh. It's like you can see, he's digging in there for like five minutes. But you can see his fingers popping through the bottom. There's not, there's nothing in those, those suckers. But Jake, you know what? Next time, let's, let's, it's been a while since we've caught up. We'll have that conversation. Thanks also to Carmen. Whoa, that is our biggest donation yet. <gasps> that must have cost her a Carmen a leg. In all serious, though, that was, I think, she just said all of my worldly belongings on a slip uh, on the Patreon notes. Wow, is Patreon a lie that? I don't, like, I don't even think that's legally binding. Nice. Then again, another person seems to have kind of just uh, sold their soul devil style to us uh, in exchange for a couple bonus episodes. I just checked. That's Carmen again. I just checked it. Really? Yeah. So That was a, was a sub note. Carmen's worldly and otherworldly possessions as it were i thank you i mean keep the soul please we, we don't actually can you use a soul as a vehicle to escape a riot <laughs> i'm asking for a friend <laughs> can i ride it magic carpet style out of say a chapel <laughs> just imagining someone taking a swing at you mid-riot you're like shell of a body just goes limp your <laughs> eyes black your ghost just dives out of there upwards you're like what <laughs> carmen really unnecessary but we'll take it thank you thank you special thank you to garant davies garant davies gets all the ladies but not with his good looks with his rabies what <laughs> He very like much gets them with what? With his like little claw hands. What? It's not so much an attraction thing. I think he like, kidnaps them. Um, he's a cryptid. I should have mentioned oh. that before. He's a straight up cryptid. Hmm. Uh, we'll probably investigate him next week because, um, again, there's a lot of evidence. The fact that he has a bank account. That's pretty good. That's pretty much open and shut case. He has a paper trail. He offered to be a guest on the episode about himself where I wheel him out as evidence. So, yeah, Mr. Davies, we'll take it. We'll take a yes anywhere we can get it at this point. Thanks also to Todd Snellgrove. Todd Snellgrove, hell dove. That's when you pass on and, you know, those pearly gates open up. You can hear the harps play and that light's pouring down on you and you just give them two middle Fs backflip down into the flames of the underworld yeah yeah you just dive right in there and get down to a an infinite years of bad business which is insane because to get up there todd has to live daniel day lewis style a method life of goodness yeah in order to perform the ultimate sin at the last hurdle exactly because there's only one way to uh if you have a feeling that you're going to hell the only way to become one of Satan's best men is by doing the ultimate sin, which is the hell dive. And right. He pulled it off. Yeah. And all the, like, judges done in hell were holding up ten signs because he absolutely aced it. Impressive work, Todd. Thanks also to Dawson Vandervoort. 
Dawson, I hope that you are a police officer in the commune, because we need you to bend the law, son. <laughs> a lot of people are saying it is illegal how little we have been feeding the residents of the commune, and how illegally it is how much we've been taxing them. Right. Uh, we need you to bend the law, son. We need you to, to turn the, the tides in our favor. Wipe the slate clean, so to speak. And maybe take a few lives, if needs be. Because we thought when we started the commune by, by, that just simply by erecting walls, we would have our own laws. Yeah. Walls equal laws. Walls. But unfortunately, the city council of Barcelona has... Whoa! Don't don't say the the location. Okay. The Spanish king himself (laughs) had said we need to stop immediately. Yeah. Uh, So, Dawson, that will be mucho preciado. Thanks, lastly, but not leastly, to Melinda Godak. I don't mean to hinder Melinda, but uh, Melinda, you're suspected of being a revolutionary, and we're going to have to shut down what you are doing. You are trying to take down the comedy from the inside. We let you in into the... What did I say? We shouldn't talk specifically about the revolution, or else people get too excited about the revolution. We got the goddamn revolutionaries right here. Hey, I know. I know what Melinda's done. She hasn't paid her her goddamn taxes since Tuesday. There's been three tax days since then. All right, I know what she's done. I just don't think calling her out in front of the people that listen to the podcast makes us look like... It makes us look a little vengeful. It makes us look a little A little bit small of ourselves. A little bit petty. Why don't we just chill out, enjoy tax day, and end the show? I forgot it's another bonus tax day. It is, yeah. Nice. Special occasion. A treat for the peasants. So I I guess guess I'm not going to hinder Melinda uh, today after all. But uh, thank you, Melinda, for... um, well, nothing, I guess. Thank you keep for your support. Keeping us on our toes. <laughs> Thanks for keeping us on our toes, Melinda. Uh, thank you for... You rebel scum! Okay. Sorry, that was that's my fault. <laughs> I, lost it. I lost it there. <laughs> thank you to everyone we shouted out today and everyone we uh, shouted out previously and are yet to. Um, you got to wrap this up, man. They're getting through the doors. They're getting through the front okay, doors. Okay, Jesus. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. We'll be back on Tuesday with another tax day. I mean, with another, another brand another new episode. episode. Okay, no, a regular episode. A regular episode. Just Jesus. wrap it up. Wrap okay. it up. You'll never take me alive, you bastards.